0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, Talk, radio Show. Talk Show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for February the 7th in the year of our Lord, 2024. This is our two at two. The goal always to promote God, family, and country, to protect life, liberty, and property, to do so on your radio, in the traditions of our founding fathers. We use the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers as our peaceful, restorative solution. We reject revolution unless it's a Jesus revolution, then we're in. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot of work to do in the country, don't we? Fake news everywhere. we got to stand for truth. The truth shall make us free. Uh, You say, Sam, why do you go through your elaborate introduction on every hour? you know what, we just heard that last hour, Sam, come on, it's the same show. I know, but you know what, oftentimes the shows are isolated, and sometimes people only play the second hour, sometimes people only play the first hour, sometimes we rebroadcast a given hour because it was so good, or whatever. It, it, but you got to have that context, and you also got to you know, really highlight what we stand for and what the purpose of our show is. Lance Miliaccio with me, host of The Big Mig, TheBigMig.com. Look on all social media everywhere. For Lance Miliacho and The Big Mig, would you please? Uh, welcome to the show, sir.
2: Hey, thanks, Sam. As always, you know, I love doing the Liberty Roundtable live show. We always have such great discussions, uh, just like the first hour. I'm excited about the second hour and we're ready to go. If they want to find us, they can find us on Rumble, Locals, X, pretty much every platform. And we're on all the podcast platforms now, Spotify, Apple, and the rest of them.
1: And we're starting to take the big MIG show and put the weekly, uh, I'm going to call it the best of, on radio. So we're really gaining ground uh, in everything that we're doing, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Donald Trump emails me over and over and over and over to where I'm sick of it. Lance, I can't take it anymore. And here's (laughs) what he says. here's what he says. I'm picking the next vice president. Uh, Who should I have for the next vice president? My vice presidential pick. There's a gazillion headlines, but it all comes down to you know, he teases the titillates and whatever. And if you're going to pick the vice president, then get it done already and just tell it who it is. Okay. He loves this vaporware is what I call it. Cause I'm in the, in the software business. Vaporware is like, I promise you, I'm going to release this software, man. It's coming. And then it's vaporware. You never see the software. What's well, kind of like that with Trump. I'm getting sick of it. Okay. I hear he's floating this person and that person. And RFKJR says Trump approached him and or Trump says he approached RFKJR and RFKJR says no I'm I'm not doing it and, and their narratives are different who's lying Trump or RFKJR RFKJR says I'm not going with Trump he says the white house re- or I'm sorry the the Trump office reached out to him Trump says no it's not true we didn't reach out to RFK never have never will well I don't know the truth but again at the end of the day I hear all these names being floated oh let's do a, let's have at least Stefanek be oh let's have Christy Gnome. let's Go ahead and do this and that. Let's have Glenn, uh, whatever his name is, Bumpkin or whatever that guy's name is. It's not Bumpkin. I'm just joking. It's Glenn from New Jersey or whatever. Um, What's that guy's name? Glenn. uh... Anyway, um, they're talking about having him be the pick. Glenn Youngkin is his name. Anyway, all I'm telling you is, why don't we just have Donald select the VP now? We're already... Really almost ready for Super Tuesday. It's time to announce who's going to be surrounding you, Donald. But I'm sick of the titillation. I'm sick of that. We're working on it. We're doing this. We're doing that. Nothing's happening. He hasn't picked his VP pick, or at least he hasn't told anybody. So why just keep sending me these headlines?
2: Why? You know, Sam, I agree with you. I'm, I'm tired of it at this point. I think we've gone far enough along, and I think the election is close enough. I don't know, you know. There, there, there is this thing about rally, 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 raise, 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 rally, 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 rally. You know, people are drained. They want to see some results and they want to also know that he's making a good decision this time. Mike Pence was a bad decision. A the day that I realized decision. that. And and the day that I realized, the day I saw, oh, I, Mike, I, I, he made me cringe. There was something very cringy about Mike Pence right from the get-go. I don't know if the stories about him are true, but regardless of that, I never trusted him. He always seemed to have this offish, sideways look. There were so many people around, and that's the big concern, right? What you just did, you just spoke for for you know, 95% of the conservative community, because we're all concerned. We don't want to see him surround himself. With a bunch of career politicians again, we don't want to see him surround himself with a bunch of people that can't be trusted, that aren't willing to make the tough decisions that are going to be necessary to turn this country around. We want a VP that's actually going to contribute. We don't want a Kamala Harris or a Mike Pence or any other VP you can think of that's just basically an arm piece for the president of the United States. And that's we what, want somebody to actually would the- be. I I agree with you. He's not my choice, uh, you know, and I've asked a lot of people that are within, you know, one layer away from Trump. And he is keeping this extremely close to the vest. And I don't think anybody really
1: knows what he's going to do. He supposedly ruled out a few different people. Some of the people that he's ruled out, I agree with. But I look at this and I just think new polls show that Jr. is the VP pick. They would have a landslide. Now, I'm not advocating for Jr. necessarily. I'm making a point. Um, but why is Donald Trump emailing me over and over and over and over and over? And when he says I'm picking the next vice president, then what he does, is he gives me a, a link that I can click on and I can pick from a bunch of different insiders. I don't want to pick no. from a list that you give me, Donald. <laughs> Listen to me carefully. If you're listening to the radio, I've told you over and over and over and over on the radio who I would consider for VP picks. Either you're not listening to me, Donald. And you say, well, Sam, he can't listen to your program. He's too busy. I know, but he's got a gazillion surrogates that can. I mean, his son even appeared on this program on Super Tuesday for crying out loud. Okay? Yeah. So listen, Donald, if you want to know, I'm not going to fill out your form of your prescribed people because the people in your list are not the people that I would pick. All right? So you need to listen to me and not try to control the narrative and not just weary me with your whatever. I would consider a Judge Roy Moore. He'd be vindicated because they said he was a pervert, and they lied and got caught, and he won $8 million proving they were lying. So that's a story that should be brought up, vindication for conservatives. Uh, I would consider a Rand Paul. Uh, I wouldn't consider Ron Paul because he's too old, but people of that ilk I would consider. Uh, I would consider um, maybe a Mike Lee. Uh, I would consider – there's a lot of people that I would consider, but in the list that I see from Donald or anybody else, none of them would I consider None of them, okay, and I and I think picking an out of the way governor that's like, you know, milk toast like Glenn Youngkin or whatever. I don't see any value of that. Uh, that guy's a disaster. Yeah. Okay. Don't even think about that, Donald. So, um, you know, really, who are the choices that he could pick? Who could Donald really pick that could move the needle enough to matter? And you can't pick somebody that's not constitutionally qualified to be president either. So I think Vivek Ramaswamy is a great guy in many ways. He concerns me in many ways because he came out of nowhere. He's a, supposedly a first-generation Indian or whatever. Uh, he says a lot of the right things, but I have concerns when you kind of make your millions in the pharmacy world. I'm kind of concerned. Uh, but nevertheless, I look at it and go, he's not constitutionally qualified to serve. So whether you like him or not, you know what? Don't put that guy up. Same with Nikki Haley. She's not constitutionally qualified to serve either oh, because God, their parents yeah. weren't American citizens, okay? It's not a slight against them. I think that there's a spot for Vivek in Trump's cabinet absolutely. I'd make him the media czar is what I'd do. I'd just let him just slaughter those clowns in the media every day. And he'd be incredible at it. But I wouldn't I wouldn't consider him for the vice president. It's not a slight on him or his race or anything like that. It's just a reality check about the rules and guidelines for the, the Constitution. But don't tell me I'm picking the next vice president. If you're doing that, then pick it and let me know, Donald. Maybe you want to come on Liberty Roundtable Live to announce it. I don't know. I, I, but I'm telling you, uh, you've got to put people around you that are going to build confidence for the conservatives in 2016 we gave you a chance on hope this you know second time around it's like shame on me if i okay so with that in mind i'm saying you better surround yourself with the right people or i'm not interested in your campaign donald uh, and that's yeah. the interesting thing to me is that what who is he going to surround himself with lance that's the key you know, right?
2: well Everything you said is spot on, Sam. You know, and even and even to some of your choices. You know, there's a lot of people that think RFK Jr. is the win-win. Uh, some people are still rooting for Flynn. You know, Flynn was the number two choice. It was down to Pence and Flynn, and very potentially, had he not been pushed, I would into consider Flynn. Pence. Yeah, we wouldn't be in this position if he'd chosen Flynn instead of Pence. But he had a bunch of uh, he had a bunch of, uh, you know, political lifetimers around him that told him, oh, you can't pick Flynn. You can't pick Flynn. And they picked Pence. And of course, Pence ended up stabbing him in the back. In my opinion, here's what it comes down to. If he's uh, unsure that the, the, the choice is that difficult. I mean, at one point, Tucker Carlson was mentioned. Here's the point. Why not get 10 really bright people? Get Cash Patel, get Roger Stone, even bring Mike Flynn in if he's not going to be one of the choices, even if he is one of the choices. Pick 10 people that have been through this already, that already have been through the process, that were there and that were loyal from Dan Scavino. Put those 10 people in a room and when they get done, they offer him two choices. Because that's the way to do it because they know more of the real stories about all these people. Nikki Haley, come on. she, she you know, She's not qualified at whatsoever to be Go any part of this new administration. So I think get 10 really bright people that have already been through the ringer, the ones that have already taken the hits, that have watched him take the hits, put them in a room and say, we're going to give you two
1: options. And at the end of the day, you got to pick one. And that's the way to do it. There's no doubt a think tank with the right people uh is one of the great great keys uh you know in my opinion you know there's several people you could pick but i don't see anybody that they're literally talking about or entertaining that would make sense for me so let me give you another example to make the point it's the next headline and it highlights this perfectly ronna mcdaniel to resign as gop chair now i want you to break down this story and then i've got a couple of comments about it lance Yeah, well, I mean, this is what
2: everybody has been hoping for uh, to have Rana resign. She's done an awful job. The numbers came out on how she's misused the funds. Uh, almost a hundred thousand dollars in floral arrangements last year, private jets, private limousine service, all the money she raised for election integrity doesn 't seem to have ever been put into election integrity remodeling and and uh new wardrobes seem to be the 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 soup du jour from her camp online The attacks have been ruthless uh, a lot of them have stemmed around her ignoro of Scott Pressler, who 's done an amazing job as a grassroots uh you know a uh, uh, person of interest he's blown up recently he's out going to gun uh, gun sales and you know gun auctions and all kinds of stuff to sign people up and he's doing an incredible job at the grassroots level so everybody wanted Rana to be done they felt like she didn't represent the RNC anymore and she sure as hell didn't represent what the 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 belief system is of conservative republicans and constitutionalists around the country and of course even her lack of support for Donald Trump almost at every turn, even when he was winning primaries, she's made a couple of public statements. But that all backfired on her. Now, the big concern is uh, we've seen some, you know, after post of this announcement, we've seen some statements, including from Trump, uh, talking about potential replacements. Now, he want, he's interested in having Michael Watley. He threw his support behind that, you know, last month saying that he thinks he'd be a better RNC co-chair. I'm not sure I'm agreeing with that. I do uh, not agree with that. Yeah, I don't, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan. So let me say that. Now, another name that's been floating around is Harmeet Dill- Dillion, which is, I hope I got that right. And I got a right. personal
1: story about Harmeet Dillian. I would not choose her at all if my life depended on it. So
2: I don't like either one of them. To be honest with you, I'd rather, as a crazy throwout, I would rather see Scott Pressler. He knows what it's going to take to get the votes. Uh, and and he knows what it would do. And then I would like to see the RNC chairman really go full force on getting the machines removed. Let's get rid of the machines and let's go to hand count balance. Let's let's put our marketing dollars and our advertising dollars into hammering and getting rid of the machines across the country. So I don't know, Sam. I'm extremely concerned. Not because Ron is leaving. I you know I'll give a round of, a round of applause for her getting the hell out of the way. But who do you think, Sam? What's the right choice to stick in the R RN, for RNC chairman? What do you think?
1: I personally think that one of the things that you need to do is pick somebody who has a lot of experience, maybe a Steve Stockman, maybe a Steve King. Two of those would be great choices. They served in Congress for a long time. They've been willing to stand up. They've been willing to take the heat. They would make a great RNC chair, either of them. Um, Roy Moore would make a good one as well. Uh, there's several people that could, that could fulfill that spot, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, those, are some great,
2: those are some great options. But this next one? This is the one that really matters, and they're going to have to get behind Trump and tell Nikki Haley to get out of the way, and I think they should even participate in in trying to assist him in making some choices about this VP, so we get the right team in front for the win, and then go after the machine, Sam, in full attack
1: mode. You know, I don't know where to go with this, because again, to me, it all matters of, are you going to get deep state people, Lance? Or are you gonna get true patriots? Are you gonna get people who have a financial agenda at, at stake and or their reputation um to be insiders or whatever you want to call it? Or are you gonna have people that are gonna change the game and return America to her founding? That's really the question that we need to ask ourselves, right? Oh yeah. I think it's definitely important. I think this is this is the this is the
2: round that It's Save America or not. I don't think there's any coming back from this if the wrong person is installed in the White House again. So this choice and the choice that Trump is making for VP and the choice for the right RNC chairperson uh, is going to be crucial. This is really, uh, you know, uh, live or die kind of time, don't you think,
1: Sam? I don't know where to go with this. I really don't, because I, I have these discussions, and it just seems to me that everything we propose, solution-oriented or not, everything we propose just falls by the wayside, and then they just do something stupid, and then it's like, oh, back us, or anyway, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't know the way forward with this. I have plenty of solutions, but I feel like we, the people, aren't being heard, Lance, at all. Isn't that kind of the way you feel? Yeah. I think uh, we the
2: people, you know, government for the people, by the people is not what we have in this administration. And I believe it's both parties, the uniparties in full effect and full force in uh, in D.C., they're not representing what the people want. Clearly, it's obvious. I mean, these massive spending bills and this massive overbloated budget and and the, the criminality in D.C., there's no accountability. And the people recognize that. Now, are the people finally ready to unify across party lines and make a difference and pick somebody that can make a difference in D.C.? Because right now, in my opinion, the only choice is Trump because they haven't offered us anybody else that I think could could handle what's going to be necessary and that has the experience business-wise, and, and, and politically to handle the tough choices that are sitting ahead of us. Because, Sam, we're in the, one of the toughest spots that this country's ever been in. And I don't think uh, that we'll survive this if we get in another installed uh, administration.
1: All right, Lance. The next issue with this, in my opinion, is this. We've got Ronald McDaniel resigning. But they're giving Trump credit for this. They're saying Trump literally, you know, made this happen. I'm not buying that either. Vivek Ramaswamy, like him or dislike him, think he's a good guy or not, think he's, you know, trouble in Denmark, I don't know. But the fact is, he is the guy that literally attacked her on the debate stage. Donald was missing in action, and he single-handedly ripped her apart and demanded her resignation, and literally short few weeks later, it happens. How do you hand that to Trump? not even bring up Vivek. i don't get it
2: lance yeah i mean yeah i mean i think i think you just nailed it again but you know the, it's a, it's a strange thing sometimes right when we see somebody really make a difference like vivek did potentially in this situation she's been under attack but i think he just put the you know he put the icing on the cake that was already out there one of her biggest mistakes was ignoring scott pressler He's got 1.4 million followers on X, and he's extremely popular. And I don't know if you could find a nicer guy that's putting his life on the line to try to get votes. I mean, he was just at a gun show a day ago and, and registered 152 voters, conservative voters, uh, in Pennsylvania. And that's what he's doing. He's going to all the gun shows across the state right now, a lot of it on his own dime. The the thing is, I think that's the problem, right? The, 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 that's, the, that's what's going on is that social media wants to ignore giving people where credit where credit is due. All they want to do is take the story and manipulate it in a way that it almost becomes theirs. And Vivek does deserve a lot of credit for going after her full force, as do many others. But that's it. And I also think sometimes the Trump camp, uh, I think they let their egos get in their way. They have a hard time giving other people credit. I do see them give credit to like Laura Loomer or Roger Stone, but there are a lot of other people, you and others that are fighting Out here on the front lines. And it's rare that they reach out and say, Hey, Sam Bushman, I really appreciate everything you've been doing with your show and what you've been talking about. And even though I don't always agree with you, I respect the fact that you're willing to put yourself out there for the movement and for your country every single day. They don't ever do that. They don't go beyond the scope of this close inner circle and barely throwing some crumbs out. Stop throwing crumbs out. Give some real credit to the people that have gone to the fight. Give some real credit to the, 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 the investigative journalism that's exposing this criminality and this you know illegality and all the politicians that are uniparty rhinos and otherwise. Because I guarantee there's no way his camp would know about most of this if it wasn't for the people on the front lines like you, Sam, like the Big MIG show, and like so many others.
1: I agree with you 100%. And, you know, they did have Donald Trump Jr. come on my program on Super Tuesday. And the interesting thing is I had James Edwards with me on that broadcast. And um, what happened was they say James Edwards is a a racist, a white supremacist, and they used that against the Donald Trump team. Um, And they kind of made the Donald Trump team kind of made it sound like I did a bait and switch, that I didn't let them know that James was going to be with me and that they didn't know what kind of show it was. And anyway, they attacked James Edwards relentlessly. Then they tried to attack me, too, and say that I was a white supremacist. show. I pushed back so hard to CNN, they had to retract and change. And eventually the Trump team said, oh, this is a great patriotic radio show. And, but they, they trashed James. They eventually, with my pushback, said, I'm fine. Sam's okay. What's interesting about that whole thing is they're the ones that reached out to James Edwards to ask for an interview in the very beginning. And James only has a weekend show and couldn't do it on Super Tuesday, but I could. So James called me and said, hey, do you want to do this show? And I said, yeah, why don't you join me and we'll do it. So we did. So Trump asked for the interview with James, got an interview with me. Then when they got so-called called called on the carpet for it, they backed away. They wimped out. They literally betrayed us. Absolute disgrace in terms of how they handled that. James literally helped promote them on Super Tuesday. Donald won that go-round. But all they did was trash him for it and dishonestly uh, in my opinion, create libel and slander against him. That's my opinion. But you look at that and you go, what is happening around here? You know, the the yeah. conservatives that Donald tapped the first time and the surrogates that he provided to all of us and everything else, he's not doing that this time. That well, does not build my confidence. And, when and he I'm gonna tapped be honest us, he won. Now, I'm not trying to take singular credit for that, Lance, but I am saying that matters, right? No, it all matters, Sam. The
2: fact that we're on the front lines every day exposing the truth, exposing his enemies, exposing the people in D.C. that need to be removed. And then when you see him jump on board with Bud Light or you see him jump on board and saying the FBI needs a new building or whatever, or they're they're a good institution, it's almost the fact that it's not only being in denial. It's almost the fact that you really don't understand the complexity of the issue on top of that. We need a much stronger, uh, you know, room full of congressional members on both sides of the aisle. We need people with higher levels of integrity. You know, he is awfully stingy with the endorsements when it comes to people. I mean, he's got Dave Williams, Representative Dave Williams uh, here in Colorado. He was was a representative of state, and then he became the head chairman of the GOP. Amazing guy, has been fighting for him on that ballot issue. Yeah, we had him on this
1: show even, by the way. Dave
2: An incredible guy, a fighter for truth, a guy that Trump can absolutely trust. The guy's got a long history of having a high-level integrity as a Republican state representative. And he's running for Congress. But yet, you would think that that would be a natural that Trump would say, I'm going to give you the endorsement. Let me me come on right away and get you endorsed. Because he actually called Dave Williams and complimented him on the work he was doing in Colorado to help him with the, the ballot issue for the primary. But at the end of the day... That didn't happen. Are you kidding me? If I was sitting around Trump, I'd be like, we need to endorse this one. We need to endorse After they were fully vetted and investigated, and I know some of those endorsements have backfired on him, Sam, and I get that, but that's because he didn't have Sam Bushman vetting the people. He didn't have Lance Meliacho and George Ballantine vetting him. He didn't have Roger Stone vetting him. Let me get my team together and I'll vet every single person he endorses. But we need people that are going to go into the Congress, as congressional members and representatives in D.C., and fight for the American people not come up with their 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 pork belly legislation and bills that're 4,000 pages long that nobody's ever going to read. Enough of that, you know, uh enough of that BS. Let's get down to real pe- leadership and real people that care about this country. And he could be doing that. You tell me why, Sam? Why isn't he doing
1: that? In my opinion, and this is the debate. Is Trump an insider or is he one of us? the jury's out on that lance yeah the reason i bring it up is because and you got to ask the question why is he afraid of sam bushman he won't come on my show why is he afraid of sam bushman but yet look at the places he appears he appears on cnn he appears on the networks that hate his guts all the time why would you do that and not lift all the true supportive media around you that are the new media taking center stage. Why would you do that? We'll talk about it with Lance Miliaccio in seconds.
0: Pursuing liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. Former President Trump is planning to appeal his immunity case all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court that after a Democrat-appointed D.C. appeals court ruled against his immunity claims related to the federal election interference charges filed against him for allegedly trying to plot and overturn the 2020 election result. Trial in the case had originally been set for March 4th, but is likely to be pushed back now as the immunity issue takes time to be resolved in the courts. Meanwhile, a group of Republican politicians in Washington is banned together saying they do not believe the former president at any point took part in an insurrection against the U.S. A resolution in Congress is signed by several of them.
3: The biggest danger is the weaponization of government that's taken place in an effort to prevent President Trump from ever being president again.
0: Texas Congressman Ronnie Jackson. The U.S. Supreme Court is set to consider separate cases about whether former President Trump violated a Civil War era clause of the 14th Amendment disqualifying any who rise up against the U.S. government from seeking elected office. A landmark bipartisan immigration and foreign aid deal now faces tough sledding in the U.S. Senate. Republican Minority Leader Mitch McConnell with reporters after a meeting with some of the leaders who authored the bill. We had a very
4: really robust discussion about whether or not this product could ever become law.
0: Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer blamed hardline Trump allies in the GOP for scuttling the deal. They
2: were quaking at the knees with the fear of Donald Trump. Republican
0: House Speaker Michael Mike. Mike Johnson declared the border deal dead on arrival in the U.S. House after text of the measure was released Sunday. He says it does not do enough to deter illegal border crossings. Tucker Carlson, the former Fox News host, is revealing that he will soon release an interview with Russian President Vladimir Putin. The announcement follows Carlson being cited numerous times in Moscow over the weekend. This is USA News.
3: and have some kids.
5: Introducing Managed IT Services from NPI. We offer top-notch data backup and recovery, email spam protection, and network security tailored to your needs and budget. With 20-plus years of experience in the medical field, our HIPAA-certified consultants know what it takes to protect sensitive information. Don't settle for less. Give us a call at 801-706-6980 and experience the difference with Managed IT Services. Remember, your IT support should be fast, efficient, and reliable introducing PrepStartsNow.com, your ultimate guide to readiness and peace of mind. We offer practical preparedness tools, training, and education to take your family's household readiness to the next level. Browse the prep shop for essential products, check out our planning guides, and stay informed with our prep blog. Visit PrepStartsNow.com and subscribe to our emails for exclusive offers, new products, and future events. Remember, preparedness begins with PrepStartsNow.com
1: all right back with your live sam bushman lance biliacho on your radio we're talking about this issue with donald trump and and kind of what's going on here trump i'm picking the nice president vice president donald trump hey you know what we got mcdaniel to resign i think vivek got that done not donald in the first place it really matters who he surrounds himself with. Why would he not go on Liberty Roundtable Live, but he'll hang out on CNN and hang out on clown media left and right where they just literally hate his guts? Now, the next headline says Trump volunteers for Super Bowl interview. Biden nixed. So, you know, the president usually gets this special privilege or whatever to go ahead and speak, you know, have an interview at the Super Bowl and get a ton, a ton, a ton of coverage. Biden can't put two sentences together, so he nixed it. Um Basically, Trump says, I'll do it, and I promise ratings gold if you have me. Um, Virginia, Cruda, Daily Wire with this piece. But I bring this up to say, I mean, I get why he'd do that because there's a lot of coverage in it. But the, whoever's going to do the Super Bowl interview, they're not going to be Donald's friend. I can tell you that right now. Why not take a broadcaster, whether it's me or somebody else? I'm not looking for the limelight here, but I'm making a point. Take somebody who could use the ratings lift and make ratings gold with somebody else like you did Tucker. Why are you going back to the same hands uh, that hate you and feed you poison, Donald? Why would you do that? Kind of like Ron Paul back in the day, he wanted to raise money to to fund radio state or to to run radio commercials, but he just dumped all the money he raised it like a hundred million bucks and he sent it all to the mainstream press. Why would you do that? See, some of these people and the and the, the decisions they make, I don't know if it's fame and fortune clouding their judgment or what, Lance. But I look at it and I go, what are you thinking? What are you doing? Why not take the why not spread the money around to those of us who really need it and turn us into the new media taking center stage as, I've, as needs be until we get that done? The mainstream press has too much control. Let's, let's raise our stature. Let's decrease the stature of the mainstream press and just flat out skip them. We have the technology and the hosts in place to do that very thing. Same thing when you get into the White House. Why don't you change your press corps and have Lance attend and have all the new media people attending? And to say the old guard, you're not even welcome anymore. You guys are clowns. You guys are fake news and we're not going to have you here anymore. Until he starts to make bold moves like that, he continues to court the enemy, Lance. Sam, you
2: just nailed so much of that. It's hard for me to even think what to add to that. Because at the end of the day, that's exactly spot on what the situation is. I mean, if I was his campaign manager. We would have already had a rally in the South Bronx. We would have already had a rally in Compton. We would have already had a rally in Chicago. We would have already done – we would have taken it right out of the Democratic playbook and we would have gone ahead and met with influencers from X, True Social, TikTok, and the rest of them. And we would have monetized those shows even if it was going to be a sponsored post to support those that are supporting us. Why do MSN, MSNBC, why help CNN? But it seems like he continues to buy into that. And I don't know if that's the advice around him. I don't know if it's Scavino. I don't know who's telling him to do this. But I agree with you. He should be embracing, you know, when his mugshot came out, Sam, all over the country, the minorities went nuts and said, that's it, that's my president. Because they realized he'd been attacked just like they have by the left. They, they've seen this, right? We've seen the laws and what, how it's impacted these, these urban communities. We've seen what's happened, but they don't do that. He's got a golden opportunity. Get down there in the trough with the right people. Connect with Sam Bushman. Do some interviews. Say, we're going we're gonna to pick 20 non-legacy social media influencers, and we're going to do a 15-minute interview with Donald Trump, and we're going to allow you to ask any question you ask, and it's not going to be a controlled narrative. You can ask Donald Trump any question you want. And pick from the people that have been fighting. You know, let's face it. He should be on Roger Stone's show in person. He did an—I think he did an audio interview on the '77 WABC show. But why isn't he over there? Why isn't he going to Alex Jones or some of these others? It's like he's stingy with these appearances. He's stingy with getting out down there in the trough. He does these rallies in Middle America and the rest of it. Well, screw that. Let's get down and get the vote because we already know we've got those—a lot of those those red states—you uh, know—under control. Let's get down there and get the votes that we don't have. Let's pick a vice president that's going to empower all that, and let's work with the people that have been supporting him from freaking day one. I got suspended on X uh, because of Donald Trump two minutes and 46 seconds afterwards because I was attacking the election narrative over Italy gate. I'm convinced that was the reason why nobody's ever reached out to me and said, Hey, Lance, really sorry you lost your account. He's got enough staff around him. Why aren't they interacting with us and giving us some inside news stories? It always seems like the inside news stories go to the big mainstream media. Well, I thought we were fighting mainstream media as a team, Sam. So you're right on the money. I want to see a different Donald Trump this time. I want to see a less politically correct. I want to see a guy that said he was going to drain the swamp, but this time I want to see him do it. I don't want to hear the rhetoric anymore. Show actions speak louder than words, Sam.
1: And I look at it and say, again, this is what I mean by whether we can back Donald as president or not. It all depends on what he's going to do. Is he going to surround up with clowns and with people, the enemies? Is he really going to go back to CNN and praise CNN over Fox because Fox made a misstep? Or uh, we're just playing games here, people. Now the House voted against impeaching Mayorkas or whatever else. This is a disaster too. This is what I mean. You've got clowns everywhere. Every time we turn around, we get 96 setbacks for things that should be so simple. It's not even funny, Lance. Yeah, I, I just, just break I don't know, down Sam, for us
2: Yeah, it's, it's just, I'll tell you something. As we go through the the, the the news cycles and we see the lies getting perpetuated, I don't even know how to respond, you know? Like, like look, have you seen, I so say you know about the Tucker Carlson story, Correct. Tucker Carlson going to interview. Putin? Absolutely. Yes. Yep. I mean, h- huge story, right? Did you see right out of the gate how they started talking? Oh, this is treason with Tucker. Did he met with Putin? They don't want to talk about all the other people that interviewed uh, Putin, right? Barbara Walters and, and, and three others. At the end of the day, they want to attack Tucker. Just now, it just hit the news. You didn't know this yet, Sam, because it just hit. Ukraine government just announced that Tucker Carlson has been added uh, to the list of enemies of the Ukraine
1: government list, the official list. And I think about that. This is what I mean about the propaganda. This is bogus. He's not an enemy of that. He all he wanted to do is say, let's pick the brains of some of the world's leaders and kind of see what they have to say. And the problem is, in my opinion, uh, the Russian leader was very kind to Donald Trump, was very concerned about the stature of the United States in the world and and really kind of nailed it in in a unique way that we need to open our ears and our hearts and our minds to say, hey, is the narrative like we've been told by the by the Biden clowns? Not even close. That's not the way the world thinks. And this is proof in the pudding.
2: Listen, the brainwashing and the mockingbird media style, which I think they're way past mockingbird media as far as their advancement. We've seen the controlled narratives. It starts from in the administration itself, the Biden White House, within the halls of Congress. And then it gets disseminated through mainstream media, which, is a, which are all part of the lying network. And then they roll it down to all the paid shill accounts on social media. I mean, think about the state. So Tucker Carlson has been dropping a few bombs. He talked to Alex Jones, and we've got a soundbite uh, from Tucker first, and then we're going to play the Alex Jones one, Sam. But he confer- Putin confirms to Tucker Carlson that President Biden is not running the United States. Now, if anybody would know that, you would think that the intelligence operations of the Russian government would probably know what's true and what isn't true. But we should play the Tucker Carlson audio bite right now, Sam, so people can listen to why Tucker did the interview versus what the mainstream media is saying. Oh, Tucker shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't be allowed. And this should be illegal. And, you know, all this other because they're worried about what he's going to
1: discover. What about Nancy Pelosi going overseas and stuff like that? She even works for your government without authority to do what, so. so there's what about Gavin issues.
2: Newsom? Going to Amen. meet with, with the, the government and Communist CCP? Chinese. Yeah, what's what a right. governor going to meet with the, the Chinese uh, Communist Party? What, what, what
1: exactly is right, that time. about? All right, skip we're the break. We're in Moscow time.
6: tonight. We're here to interview the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. We'll be doing that soon. There are risks to conducting an interview like this, obviously. So we've thought about it carefully over many months. Here's why we're doing it. First, because it's our job. We're in journalism. Our duty is to inform people. Two years into a war that's reshaping the entire world, most Americans are not informed. They have no real idea what's happening in this region, here in Russia or 600 miles away in Ukraine. But they should know. They're paying for much of it in ways they might not fully yet perceive. The war in Ukraine is a human disaster. It's left hundreds of thousands of people dead, an entire generation of young Ukrainians, and has depopulated the largest country in Europe. But the long-term effects are even more profound. This war has utterly reshaped the global military and trade alliances and the sanctions that followed have as well. And in total, they have upended the world economy. The post-World War II economic order, the system that guaranteed prosperity in the West for more than 80 years, is coming apart very fast and along with it, the dominance of the U.S. dollar. These are not small changes. They are history-altering developments. They will define the lives of our grandchildren. Most of the world understands this perfectly well. They can see it. Ask anyone in Asia or the Middle East what the future looks like. And yet the populations of the English-speaking countries seem mostly unaware. They think that as nothing has really changed. And they think that because no one has told them the truth. Their media outlets are corrupt. They lie to their readers and viewers. And they do that mostly by omission. For example, since the day the war in Ukraine began, American media outlets have spoken to scores of people from Ukraine, and they have done scores of interviews with Ukrainian President Zelensky. We ourselves have put in a request for an interview with Zelensky, and we hope he accepts. But the interviews he's already done in the United States are not traditional interviews. They are fawning pep sessions specifically designed to amplify Zelensky's demand that the U.S. enter more deeply into a war in Eastern Europe and pay for it. That is not journalism. It is government propaganda, propaganda of the ugliest kind, the kind that kills people. At the same time, our politicians and media outlets have been doing this, promoting a foreign leader like he's a new consumer brand. Not a single Western journalist has bothered to interview the president of the other country involved in this conflict, Vladimir Putin. Most Americans have no idea why Putin invaded Ukraine or what his goals are now. They've never heard his voice. That's wrong. Americans have a right to know all they can about a war they're implicated in. And we have the right to tell them about it because we are Americans too. Freedom of speech is our birthright. We were born with the right to say what we believe. That right cannot be taken away no matter who is in the White House. But they're trying anyway. Almost three years ago, the Biden administration illegally spied on our text messages and then leaked the contents to their servants in the news media. They did this in order to stop a Putin interview that we were planning. Last month, we're pretty certain they did exactly the same thing once again, but this time we came to Moscow anyway. We are not here because we love Vladimir Putin. We are here because we love the United States, and we want it to remain prosperous and free. We paid for this trip ourselves. We took no money from any government or group, nor are we charging people to see the interview. It is not behind a paywall. Anyone can watch the entire thing, shot live to tape and unedited, on our website, tuckercarlson.com. Elon Musk, his great credit, has promised not to suppress or block this interview once we post it on his platform, X, and we're grateful for that. Western governments, by contrast, will certainly do their best to censor this video on other less principled platforms because that's what they do. They are afraid of information they can't control. But you have no reason to be afraid of it. We are not encouraging you to agree with what Putin may say in this interview. But we are urging you to watch it. You should know as much as you can. And then, like a free citizen and not a slave, you can decide for yourself.
1: There you go, Lance. In my mind, he's trying to interview both sides to get a, sta- a reality check in the world to see which you know, president of which country stands where to try to bring light and truth to this thing, as opposed to the propaganda spin of the world press. Uh, and, and now they're mocking Tucker and suggesting he's picking sides. How is a journalist picking sides when he said, I want to interview both of them? Let them both say what they want to say. Unvarnished, unmanipulated. And un, let's let's do this thing. And now they're attacking Tucker. What for?
2: Well, I can tell you as an example right now, here's one of the posts that I just saw online which talks it says was it even legal for Tucker Carlson to interview Vladimir Putin right so that's from the opposing side and then of course Tristan Tate who loves Tucker and obviously is a fighter for 1A I don't necessarily always agree with him he says pray for Tucker Carlson American hero another one here from another big account says Tucker is about to set the internet on fire this will be interesting listen people want the truth they don't want it sugar They don't want daddy government to filter it. Oh, I'm not sure the American people can handle the truth. You can't handle the truth, as a famous line out of the movie. At the end of the day, people want to know answers. Listen to this statement. Uh, Tucker Carlson asked President Putin, who actually runs the U.S., this was his answer. The same forces which have always run it. You may change presidents, but you do not change those in real power. That is who we have to deal with. Joe Biden is just a facade for this power structure. Now, when he asked about, then they asked him about a possible second term for President Trump, which I think was a great question, which normally you would think they wouldn't even allow that on mainstream media. And here's what he said. For one thing, he never insulted us. He has a great respect for Russia. We would start from a position of friendship and trust. Then all problems are solvable. We could get it done, trust me. Now, that's an unbelievable statement from one president to another ex-president, and it gives you such a high level of confidence that Trump is the guy to solve everything. I mean, look at it. Trump had no wars, and we're right now in potentially four different military altercations, whether financially supporting or actually committing uh, U.S. government military resources. Uh, At the end of the day, uh, I think you have to look at all that, right? We got a great clip from Alex Jones about this interview that he talked to Tucker, why Tucker was in Russia. So if you want to play that, and then I want your comments on this, about the the responses that Putin has already given that have been disclosed.
4: Okay, folks, Tucker has announced that he's got the Putin interview, and he just texted me and said, yeah, it's amazing. It's two hours long. It's going to drop very, very soon. They're not going to sit on it, and it's going to be history-making. Trying to stop World War III. All the different sides should be talking. This is amazing. So, obviously, tomorrow on my weekday show, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., I'll be covering this. But it sounds, from what Tucker said, when he told me this is imminent. So, this is a big, 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 big deal. And all the sensors are in absolute, full, and complete panic mode right now because they don't want the American people. they keep in the dark, Don't have any idea what's really going on, but free speech is what America's all about, it's our birthright, so, two hour, Vladimir Putin, Tucker Carlson interview, about to drop, fuck you, New World Order, take your censorship and go fuck yourselves,
1: The only problem with Alex Jones is he doesn't know enough to not swear in the media. Other than that, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, yeah, I disagree with I that. Other than that, though, I agree 100% with the points being made here that, you know what? We're trying to prevent World War III. Why not let all these people talk? What are they afraid of, Lance? They're afraid of the truth, Sam.
2: That's the truth. I mean, at the end of the day, they just don't want us to know what reality is. I believe that our government is a completely controlled operation at this point. They've been cheating for an extremely long time. And I think both sides of the aisle have been cheating. It just so happens the Democrats right now have the upper hand. They've got a better cheating system in place. They've been lying about everything. I don't care whether it was 9-11, the JFK assassination, whether it's what happened uh, for weapons of mass destruction in the Middle East. Every one of these stories hasn't been completely true. They just craft it. They take 10 or 15 percent of the truth and then they intertwine it with 80 to 85 percent lies. It's just it's an ongoing process. Now the problem is they've lost control of X. At least we believe that to be the case. They've lost control of Tucker because now he's not with Fox where they can suppress it. They've lost control. They, lo- they lost control of Sam Bushman a long time ago. They clearly lost control of Lance Miliacho around 2009. It's it th- that's it. I mean, it's over with. Uh, you know, uh, but I'll tell you, the more of this that happens, I believe the likelihood of them trying to shut down the internet or try to come up with laws that say that Sam Bushman's not allowed to tell the truth. Uh, I think there we're going to see more and more of that. It's imminent.
1: I couldn't agree more. And what I think we need to do is push this envelope and back Tucker. You know, last time we were on the radio and together, I think we talked about this. I said, listen, we need a plan where we start promoting each other's stuff. Call it Operation Reach Out. Call it what you want. We need to promote and amplify Tucker. I mean, he's got a big audience himself, but if, if, if 100 of us amplify his message, we can double his audience, Lance. We can – okay, that's kind of the key to the exercise in my mind here is we need to – so I appreciate Alex Jones jumping on this one. And we're jumping on this one too to call a spade a spade and say, hey, why do you guys have a problem with this? Why are you attacking Tucker? He merely wants to make sure it's good for everyone. And that the truth comes out, let them speak for themselves. Why not? You know, divide
2: and conquer. They want to divide us through the lies and the rhetoric so that we don't unite as a people. It doesn't matter whether they use racism or false narratives or fake stories or straight up just lies. Whatever they do, they manipulate it. They've had high success manipulating the press. I mean, we just heard a story that the Biden administration uh, was able to control Amazon, uh, not promoting books that were anti-vaccine or that were disclosing the truth about the vaccine. Those books were removed from Amazon, and that came straight out, straight out of the Biden White House. Think about that. They, they had medical information that might have potentially saved lives being removed because they didn't agree with it. And that has to stop. The country has to unite. We have to educate and unite America across party lines, across uh, nationalities, across uh, racial ties, across political beliefs. We have to unify this country through an education of the truth. And that is not what the government wants. They want to keep us divided because that is their hope to stay in power. And at the end of the day... I think the stink's out of the bathroom already. I think this is over with. We all are doing a much better job of disseminating each other's messages. And you see it. Look at the unity of just the Big Mig and the Sam Bushman Liberty Roundtable live show. Look at how we've been able to propel messages
1: to the front of other platforms. Couldn't agree more. Final story of the hour that I think is worth highlighting. Biden's DHS. so Department of Homeland Security. Now, Biden's DHS... Instructing border agents to use preferred pronouns for illegal immigrants. (laughs) This is the kind of psychosis we have going on here. They're on a destroy America bender. And the bottom line is, if Congress can't impeach Mayorkas, you think they'll ever impeach Joe? Not a chance. Folks, we're in serious trouble. And I don't mean to be negative. The solution is for us, we the people, to demand change. And to, to, to use our greater numbers to insist that that occurs. We can do it if we if we all get together on this. But we can't be derelict in our duty and we can't be, oh, somebody else will take care of it. Those days are gone, Lance.
2: Yeah, you can't wait around for somebody else to fix this. This is frontline battle. We have to fight on the elections. We have to fight at the county level, the state level, all the way to the federal level. And we have to get these weak-minded and these weak people out of Washington, D.C., that's why they aren't able to impeach anybody. Listen, clearly Mayorkas has has definitely not protected our border, and that's his top uh, job, right? Isn't that his top charter? That de- Doesn't that define border security and the Secretary of Homeland Security's actual position? But here we are with a guy that clearly didn't do his job, and they can't even figure out that he didn't do his job When it's so obvious, it's so blatantly obvious, Sam. The border is a mess. We had 10 IEDs seized on the Mexican side less than three weeks ago. Fentanyl at higher levels than ever. Human trafficking at higher levels than ever. Weapons and guns going in both directions. Cash going north to south. The, 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 the cartels have had a banner year. Uh, economically, they probably love the Biden administration. That's the it, Maybe build back better was, was the statement for the cartels because Biden has definitely build back better for the cartels. At the end of the day, how can Mayorkas continue to do his job? You know, any other business, Sam, I guarantee if Majorcus was working for Sam Bushman and Majorcus wasn't doing his job as a production assistant, would he still have a job, Sam? Would he still be working for Liberty Roundtable Live? not on your life and that's the point right he gets to keep his job ineffectively as a government minion that does the bidding of the biden administration and congressional members knowing that he's not doing the job he was hired to our border security has turned into the united states welcome wagon of the border
1: ladies and gentlemen We've got serious problems in America, and it's going to take the new media taking center stage to resolve this, to get the correct information to the American people so they can make appropriate decisions. You know, whether you like, you know, any president or not, no matter which side of the aisle you're on, look, our nation is absolutely under siege with a hostile invasion. 25-plus states have said we're not going to tolerate this. Joe needs to be impeached immediately. How much more can we take with our border leaking like a sieve and terrorists and drug cartels? The drug cartels are literally operating in all 50 states now. And it's all because of Joe. And now Joe's trying to blame it on Donald. Folks, you've got to see straight. Liberty Roundtable Live is here to make it happen. Lance, thank you so much, sir. Man, thank you, Sam. As
2: always, I appreciate you giving us the audience and the time. We love doing your show with you, and we love Liberty Radio News.
1: And we're going to have to have you back soon because you had several other stories we never even got to, for crying out loud.
2: Yeah.
1: Listen, Sam, there's always so much news cycle. We appreciate it. But
2: don't forget, you can find us on Rumble tonight, on Locals, on X Streaming Live. We stream to 10 different platforms live. You can find us on all the podcast hosting. Come over and find the big Nig
1: on X, and you'll get some of the stories up front. God save the Republic of the United States of America.